I'm Megan. And I'm Elise. And you're listening to The Connection Podcast. This is a space where we empower one another in harnessing our divine feminine energy through community, sisterhood, and curiosity. Join us each week as we explore spirituality, entrepreneurship, female community, health and wellness, and more. For more content, follow us on Instagram at The Connection Pod. Hello, hello. Hello, friends. Welcome back to The Connection, where we'll be breaking down Barbie tonight. The Barbie movie. That's what we're chatting about today. Shout out to um, my guest on Grief Awakening this coming week, Samantha, for giving me us this idea to break down the Barbie movie. I just saw it today. Meg, you saw it about a week ago? Yeah, gosh, I guess that was a week. Yeah, I guess that was a week ago. Oof. I feel like there's been a lot of chatter since this movie came out about like all the underarching um, themes in the movie and how it portrays uh, feminism and patriarchy and all the things that we want to chat about. So I think it's really important to have this conversation. That being said, there's probably going to be some spoilers in here. So spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet, you might want to pause the episode and come back. Yes. Or just listen and just hear all the things, and yeah. then you won't be surprised when you get to the movie theater. <laughs> Good call, Elise. Good call. Yeah. Um, Barbie has so many underlying messages and themes to it. And for anyone like Elise and myself, like for me, it was not only emotional, but it was also just like so many mic drop moments. It's like perfectly explained, perfectly put into words, like all the emotions I've had as a woman mm-hmm. in growing up in the era, like, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. And okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about where Barbie was in your world when you were young. Like, oh, when I had Barbies. You had Barbies. Oh, of course I had Barbies. But the Barbies always, like, ruled. The guy, you know what was crazy? What I completely... I mean, I identified with a lot of things with Barbie, the movie. But in Barbie the movie and Barbie land, obviously, the women run the roost and the kens will come around but no one knows where the kens actually live yeah that was something that was really interesting to me yeah my kins did not have a place to live they also (laughs) just came around they weren't allowed in the barbie dream home they were not that shit was mine (laughs) and it was for all of my girls too so it's like it was always like oh it's a big sister and a little sister or it's like two friends or it was for whatever reason, I never put families together in, in my Barbie land. So it was always just like girlfriends or women, which me, wow, just full circle epiphany right there. <laughs> uh, all about female connection. Um, but yeah, like my kids would like come, come over in their convertibles and like hang out. But they never actually did anything for the women. Like they just kind of sat there, which is also yeah. another epiphany I'm realizing in my relationship. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I don't think I think maybe we only had one Ken doll. Like we only ever bought one. And it was like that's all you needed was the one. Yeah. Because I feel like he was he was an access just like in the movie, he's an accessory to Barbie. Yes. And Barbie World and Barbie Land. Like He's not he's not the main character. That's why it's called Barbie and Ken. Yeah. Um which also is an amazing story to tell young girls because you should be the main character of your life. Yeah. You know? And as a woman, like say if you are heterosexual and you're attracted to men, then 
It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying men are, are an, an accessory. An accessory. Gosh, I can't talk tonight. <laughs> but um, it also should be someone who's added to your life, who adds value to what you're all already mm-hmm. doing to your dream home, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There, there. So there, there's like a lesson right there, just in like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, you know. I remember um, my older, it was really mostly my older sister and I, I think, into Barbies. My little sister was into, like, I think they had come out with, like, a, a line of dolls that were, like, smaller. Uh, and they, they were called, like, Kelly or something. I don't know. They were, like, miniature Barbies, basically. I remember Kelly's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had, like, these weird rubber clothes. And, like, she loved that. Yeah. And I would play that with her. But me, my sister and I were seven and five years older than her. So by the time that she was into Barbies, we weren't so much oh, anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, like, mostly my older sister and I playing. And for every holiday birthday, we want we get a new Barbie doll. Like, yeah. If it was Easter morning, like the Easter bunny would bring us a new Barbie doll. Like that's what we wanted. Yeah, that or like clothes. I always wanted oh my gosh, man. Oof, don't get me started with the clothes. <laughs> and I'm still to this day, like, how can I accessorize? Yeah. Um, with myself, not Barbies, because I don't play with Barbies anymore. But I would if they were presented to me. Um yeah, my my twin sister and I would play with Barbies all the time. Um, and we'd always like have these elaborate themes and plots and um I don't I mean I think that kind of helped in our creative creativity in our adult life of like being able to create like backstories or being able to I don't know I'm trying to think of like what that served other Mm -hmm. than like just promoting um opinions I guess it's your it's your imagination right absolutely it's your you like you said your creativity your imagination your I feel like just the other okay, so just the other night, uh, I was playing with my niece in her bedroom, and she has a couple Barbie dolls, and she's only three years old, about to turn four, so she's really little. Um, but just watching her play and being in the moment with her, and watching the way that she comes up with plots and like who's playing what character, and I was the bigger Barbie, so I was mommy, you know, like. It like shows their a child's like perspective of the world as they know it now, like mm-hmm. at, while they're playing. So mm-hmm. that's like just kind of um, it's you're using your understanding of what you've learned as a child growing up thus far, and you're playing with your Barbies and making those structures yes. that you've been taught mm-hmm. into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like that's really really interesting. Yeah, to look back on like how you played with your Barbies and. It probably reflected what you thought about the world. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. That's that's so true. And it's like, and at what point does that change? Mm-hmm. At what point do those story plots change? And like if you're still playing with Barbies while that changes, then how does that play look? Yeah. You know, and maybe that's where Weird Barbie comes in. Yeah. With the movie. <laughs> because Weird Barbie is definitely like, I feel like going into adolescence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're chopping off all the hair of your Barbie. Yeah, my sister had a weird Barbie. I think we've all had a weird Barbie. Like yeah. mine, like for I'd somehow, be like, why like, did you cut off her hair? Yeah, <laughs> or like someone actually like pulled the head off of the body, yep. and I tried putting it back on, and she just didn't have a neck. <laughs> so it's like that oh was my, my God. Barbie. You just took me back. I remember in elementary school, I had a Spice Girl Barbie. They uh, came out with Spice Girl Barbies. Of course they did. And so I had Ginger Spice a Barbie doll. I took it to school with me. Very stupid idea. I took like it to- ginger. I did too. I, t- 
I took it to school with me and it was like before school and you get to like be in like the playground or like the recess area before they call you in. And this kid came up like a boy, took my doll and pulled the head off. And that was just something that people would do to like terrorize you and your yeah. little kid, like yeah. ruin your toys. They would just pull fuck Barbie's with you. head. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. You think That's it was where like it a starts. power thing. <laughs> you think like I wonder what he's doing now. What do you think yeah. he's doing now? Probably not much. Just firing people for the hell of it. <laughs> Maybe. Son of a bitch. Um, I mentioned to Meg earlier, like one of the first moments of the movie that really struck with me was when she Barbie goes into the real world and has to look for the person who's playing with her so playing with her barbie version of her like her toy version of herself i should say yeah um and so she she's sitting down on this bench and she's going back into it vi- and like visioning in her mind's eye and she's being shown this child who plays with her and they're showing like the progression of this child growing up playing with barbie and then not wanting to play with barbie anymore and coming into her teenage years into her adolescence and i got so emotional watching that because it reminded me of like my own journey and i'm like when do we stop when do we stop wanting to play and be creative? When do we lose that innocence? Yeah, the And innocence. when do we start looking at the world through a different lens? Like yeah. maybe through a critical lens or a judgmental lens or where you're kind of seeing maybe the heaviness of what the world has to offer instead of seeing it as like a place of wonder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, and that happens. And I, And honestly, I bet that comes with, you know, we could really, if we wanted to break it down to a science, which we're not going to, But if we wanted to, we could say, well, the brain starts developing more like at the age of 10. And that's whenever, you know, like really angsty emotions can come to play and whatever it is. But, um, but yeah, it's like, when does that happen? When do we start having moments that really kind of mark us Mm -hmm. and stick with us and make us feel we could feel skeptical or we could feel you know, you just kind of question things. Yeah, like when when did Barbie become not cool? Yeah. When did that become like not part of your world anymore? Yeah, like our favorite uh, Barbies are things that like don't matter. They don't matter to Yeah, they don't anymore. matter anymore. Something else now matters more. Yeah. Which is inter- interesting that if you could go back and look at it and be like, okay, what was that thing that mattered more than Barbie when you're, you know, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten years old? Yeah. Um. So that moment was like the first time I got emotional watching the film. But I know many women who have watched it yeah. got emotional throughout the movie because yeah. there's so many themes that are brought up that yeah. resonate with women. Yeah. And and they're deep. They cut like really deep. I mean, it, it gets to a point where like, oh my gosh, like that was explained perfectly. Yep. Like even, even and I can't remember the, the speech that she gives, but... America... F- I wanted to like read her her monologue actually. Yeah, I feel that, like it's so powerful. Well, there's that one, but also like right in the beginning when they're kind of addressing different Barbies and what they do for Barbie Land, like the mm-hmm. the, the judge who is standing up and just kind of explaining like, and I didn't need a man to do this, and I didn't. It, it's so true. It's like all of them are just not only cheering for each other and celebrating each other's accolades. But not once do they compare each other to one another. Yeah. If watching the beginning of the movie, you could feel the power of, like, sisterhood in yeah. Barbie land. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Another aspect of that is I noticed how dismissive the women in Barbie land, the Barbies, were of the men mm-hmm. in the land, the, the Ken dolls, right? Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see the perspective of, even later on in the movie, Ryan Gosling, who plays Ken is saying how, like, you always dismiss me or you, you took advantage of me. Um, 
And I could see like how in that environment, like a man would think that. Yes. But do you know why I think they did that? Because they had an essence of self-worth. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly who the fuck they were. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing on this earth. And they had zero distractions, zero societal norms telling them what, what they should be doing. Yeah. Did you see anyone with a child other than Midge, who was discontinued, by the way? <laughs> Midge is Barbie's pregnant friend, for those of you who haven't seen the movie yet. And she just yeah. kind of... they recognize her and they're like but nobody wanted to play with me it was so. interesting though because i do remember like barbies growing up they did sell like smaller child mm-hmm. size barbies like baby barbies and stuff so like if you think about it and that's in that sense like there was an element of family like being a normal thing in barbie world you know or like a barbie wanting to be a mother like i know they discontinued that doll but i was surprised that they didn't bring that more into the film mm-hmm I'm actually really happy that they didn't Mm. because, and maybe I'm sure there are so many girls out there that did play and, and with familial themes, I never did because the way that I always saw it sold just from memory was like, here's Barbie and here's Skipper or here's Kelly. Here's like her, these younger generations. And I literally always played with like older sister taking care of younger sisters. Yeah. You know, or like babysitting or whatever it was. It was always like the female leading mm-hmm. and t- just taking care of shit, which like now in my life now, I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm actually living that theme that I created for my Barbies. Like mm-hmm. I do everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It was, it was really nice to watch and I could feel the love between the women in the, in the film in yeah. those first opening scenes where they're all saying good morning to each other and they're showing everyone's roles in the Barbie land society. Yeah. Um, what did you think about this scene when Barbie and Ken are in the real world now and then Ken goes into that office building where he goes off to explore on his own and discovers patriarchy? Um, I felt like I wanted to throw up. <laughs> I was like, I mean, my sum- my stomach was sinking. The line where I think there's one gentleman who he, uh, Ken goes up to ask him a question and he explains to him, oh, this is patriarchy. We just hide it better now. That's right. That one line like really, really hit me. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's this for most, boys club. For most of us, that's what it is. It's still a boys club. They just have found ways to hide it better. And it's a boy, it's a man's game. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they do hide it. They hide it with undertones. They hide it with corporate language and acronyms, which, oh, my God, don't get me started. If I hear one more corporate acronym. Um, but it's like he is – there's also – I want to I wanna try to stay away from, like, my feminist view for just a second yeah. because there is also a very good point behind what Ken's experience was mm-hmm. because he was being overpowered – not seen, dismissed, undervalued. Like he was trying to find a purpose with a relationship, within a relationship. He didn't know who he was or what he stood for. Mm -hmm. His whole point was like to try to get a relationship or try to be whatever she needed him to be or get her attention, which at a certain point in a man's life, like, yes, they are doing those things. Um... But then you see him in the real world 
where like men are just trying to control. It's like the opposite. Yes. Right. Barbie's opposite land. It, yeah. Is what it is. And yeah. So Ken comes into the real world where he sees that the roles are completely shifted. Yeah. And that men have the power. Yeah. Women are beneath them. And men have come up with all these creative ways to control and overpower. Yeah. Because women. He, he sees two male executives in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And a female assistant comes up and tries to speak to one of them. And they said, not now. Yep. And they just dismiss her away. Yep, They literally put up a hand. And yeah. Ken was into it. Mm-hmm. He was into that. And it's like, okay, I hate that. Because mm-hmm. that happens to me. That happens to all of us all the time. Um, and in order to make that go away, you have to play the man's game, right? You have to be in your masculine. Yeah. You, you know, like where you're not nurturing, you're not understanding you're not listening you're just like my way or the highway you know um but also it gives ken an idea of like but i have a voice i can say something because whether you're a man or a woman like you don't want to be treated that way and you should absolutely no i think they do a great job of showing duality of like this is how it can be for a man and this is the same experience that a woman can have and like yeah kind of showing i i feel like I hope that men are watching this movie and seeing it and seeing like, oh, that could be my experience. I hope they're seeing it more than just the female take on it. Yeah. Because there are messages that are supportive to them as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the media is focusing just on how feminist it may be yeah. or how how geared it is towards women. But that's not all that it is. No. Um, it has It has good messages like for the man as well. Yeah, I was noticing how in both situations in the film where in the beginning we have the Barbie land as it was initially where the women have, let's say, the most of the power and the men don't. Um, and then you go into the real world and it's the opposite. The duality of both of how there needs to always be a balance of masculine and feminine, feminine in both male and females or women and men, however you identify um, there needs to be a balance of the, both of those within all of us because it doesn't work either way. And they're showing you how it does not work in either scenario. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like the message is unity. Mm-hmm. The message is unify- unifying everyone mm-hmm. because it only works if everyone works together, but also everyone understands maybe we're the disgruntled Ken is yeah. or the disgruntled Barbie is. Oh yeah, I could totally see the viewpoint of like, Ken's frustration because that was one thing that was coming up for me is like watching Ken interact with Barbie and and wanting to be like he he wants to be with her right and she's like no I just want to be friends like she's trying to make that very clear that she wants to be just friends and he's coming forward with like his purpose is to be Barbie's other half so he doesn't know anything different but I've experienced I don't know about you I experienced this a lot especially in like my late teens early 20s of like wanting to have friendship with men and feeling like I, it wasn't, it just wouldn't work because men were always pushing for more than yeah. that. And it's very, very hard to yeah. do so. Yeah. No, I've had that experience too. But I think, I mean, even, you know, for the contrary as well, it's like whenever you're, whenever maybe a guy just wants to be friends with you, but you're looking for something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It yeah. Works, it definitely yeah. There works. can be both. But when he said like, oh, uh-huh. I felt like you were dismissing me or taking advantage of me. Like, yeah. I feel like I've had, yes, I've yes. had a male friends say something like that to me before because I wasn't interested 
in, in a romantic sense, but I enjoyed their company. They were like, oh, you're taking advantage of me. Yeah. I'm like, no, I just want to be your friend. Yeah. Like, that's what Bar- all Barbie wanted was just to be Ken's friend. Yeah. But was she communicating that clearly? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she had the capacity to. But, but... neither one of them did. Neither one yeah, of them like, could really find the true. words. Until the end. Until, the until end. they... Until they, it all boiled to the surface and there was just like this huge dispute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they, oh my God, they covered so many, even like men against men when mm. it comes to like fighting for women mm-hmm. and like how men like compare themselves and buff themselves up and are just, you know, um, and that just goes back to animalistic behavior at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But yeah, there's so many underlying themes, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely had, like, the male-female friendships. I feel like even now, like, because when, as you get older, like, I'm 35 and dating, and um, if if it's not there romantically, it's like, oh, well, you still have, we still have things in common and whatever it is, but it's like, after a certain point, it's like, you know, you may, it's like, well, I don't need a male friend. It's almost kind of like, that's just, just not how it works. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, you definitely can't be friends with a man who's married. Oh, right. That's right. That's totally off, off guards. Like, yeah, I'm not supposed to do that, you yeah. know, but it depends who I think you hang out with and what yeah. your beliefs are. Yeah. I mean, I have friends, male friends who are married. Yeah. But I'll say from my perspective, that's because I was once in a relationship with their friend, you know? So like I have that background, but if I were to just come out of nowhere and be yeah. like, hey, I want to be this married man's friend, that's probably oh. not going to be, like... L- kosher? <laughs> kosher, yeah. It's not going to be kosher. We'll it's, not kosher. Gonna, it's not going to be approved. Acceptable, yeah. yes, or acceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, but even in college before anyone was actually, like, married, like, I was friends with a bunch of guys, and if I posted any pictures with them, I would get questions like, oh, are you guys together? Are you guys mm-hmm. dating? No, dude, he's just my friend. Like, can I not just post a picture... With a dude. So, yeah, I mean, that's a whole thing. Like, past a certain age, everyone just sees it as sex. They just see it as, yeah. like, this romantic involvement. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you could just be friends. It's like, these guys, I wasn't even attracted to these guys. Like, they were my homies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, people just, they see that. So, yeah, I mean, and it's 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 shown so clearly in Barbie as well. But, um, you know, back to Barbie sitting on the bench and having that, visualized meditation of just trying to connect in on, on where that individual was. Yeah. In that same scene, she practiced how to be present. Mm-hmm. She noticed the birds. She noticed the wind through the trees. And then she also looked over and saw an elderly woman. And this is a big spoiler. She saw an elderly woman and just looked at her. And this is the first time Barbie has ever seen humans humans but also anyone of age mm-hmm. and she looks at her and just says you're, you're so beautiful you're so beautiful yeah and what did she say i know yeah <laughs> yeah i thought that was a really cool response yeah of like a woman an elderly woman being completely in her power and yeah she's like yeah yeah i am beautiful yeah Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I remember I heard, I think it was in a podcast, but Greta Gerwig, Gerwig who directed the film, um, was originally told to cut that scene. And mm. she said, no, that stays. I'm not. And it's so, and I'm so happy that it, it stayed because it's, it's so important because aging is for women. 
I mean, for men too, uh, you know, but I'm not a man, so I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah. But for women as, I mean, we're noticing lines around our eyes in our age, mm-hmm. cellulite, like we're not, you know, it's like we notice all these things where it's like, wait, that never was a thing for me. Or women who are having children, they're having hair loss or maybe hair growth and or whatever it is. And it's like your body just changes and it's hard. Mm-hmm. So it's like for, for someone to look over and see this woman who's in her 90s and saying, you're so beautiful. And she just fully knew herself and said, I know. It's just like, that's another message. Yeah. To be present really and grateful for where you are in life. And appreciate like every step of the journey. Mm-hmm. And just from the point where you're born to the end of your life, knowing the gift of self-worth. Right. And before that point in the movie, Barbie is still freaking out because her heels are on the ground, right? She's <laughs> she's thinking about all the physical things that she's going through and like her face is starting to like if you notice throughout the movie, she starts to wear less and less makeup, like and bags start to you're show so underneath right. her eyes. You're so right. Um, it becomes more and more natural and not all done up Barbie because she's losing her Barbiness, you yeah. know, and becoming more and more human as the mo- movie goes on. And I really loved seeing that. And so like in her her in that moment to recognize the older woman, Ruth sitting next to her, like it just showed that she was recognizing beauty. Like, oh, beauty comes in other forms, not just my pinup, not all done perfection. Flaws are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, Elise. Such a a beautiful moment. I'm glad they get that in, too. Um, God, there's so many things to address. I know, because now I'm I'm thinking of like all the times that Barbie was arrested and how degrading they were towards her. Yeah. Yeah, the the police officers. Yeah. I mean, of course, in real life, a lot of the the themes and lines in this movie are, I think, are an exaggeration of how it is in the real world. Um, but they're doing that on purpose to really make you see it of how it actually is. Like, if you were to get arrested as an attractive woman, I'm sure they wouldn't have said all of those things. Maybe some of them. They wouldn't just let you go with the stolen items. Maybe not because, to her face. Maybe not to her face. Those conversations they're showing an exaggeration so you can really see, like, okay, they're making a point here. Um, but, yeah, it was it was funny to watch all the different, like, nuances. And, like, they're really pushing the patriarchy thing here. They really um, did. And, like, men in power. They really in did. the in the regular world. Yeah. Um, And how Barbie finally gets back to Mattel. mm -hmm. And they're trying to put her back in a box. Yeah. Just get in the box. Because she's seeking truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they said, no, you need to get back in the box. I'm getting chills right now. (laughs) That's right. Because when we seek truth, and this has happened to me, like, I'll use an example of what I thought of um, in a previous job that I had. Or in maybe a relationship that I've had in the past. If you ask too many questions as a woman, you are punished and put back into a box. Mm. At least in my experience. Yeah. Not in every experience, but I've had those before. If you ask too many questions, if you don't play the game as you're supposed to, if you go out of the norm of what's expected from a woman, you're silenced. Your package back up. Damn. Girl, right? <laughs> Mic drop. You're welcome. Yeah. And like that, that hit me. Yeah. That hit me kind of hard seeing that. And it's like, it just, 
I, I honestly would encourage so many women who have little girls to take their girls to this movie. Maybe if they're like 10 and above, because it's not going to references and messages may not hit as clearly. Well, with really little children. Yeah. But they're going to see strong women in it. And that's important because role models are everything. Like I used to be, um, what's called an all-star in my hometown and an all-star in high school is an individual who applies to be like a role model to third graders. And you go into third grade classrooms and you talk about drugs and alcohol and how you shouldn't do it and whatever that is. And I remember standing in front of a classroom of third graders and all of these girls just coming up to me and just thinking that I was like, you were Barbie. I was Barbie in that moment. I was. I showed them how to carry themselves. I told them like, hey, you can stand up here and talk to people. And honestly, when I was in third grade, I had the same feeling towards my all-star that was in there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to become one. You know, and this is probably why I want to be a life coach and help women and yeah. do a podcast <laughs> that's about female empowerment. So um, full, full circle. Yeah. So yeah, it's like I was someone's Barbie, but we're all someone's Barbie. You are someone's Barbie to your niece. Mm-hmm. To like the little girl, like to Hazel, mm-hmm. like you are to the little girls who are in your life, like you're someone's Barbie. And we all yeah. are. Like if you're moms, if you're aunts, if you're friends who are dubbed aunts mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know, if you're a teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like every woman is someone's Barbie and it's important to show them what they're capable of doing whenever they're old enough. Yeah. 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 That's really that's really beautiful, Meg. <laughs> I guess I'm just channeling right now. Uh, you you might be. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that we, we kind of touched on earlier with, like, talking about her realizing that beauty comes in all forms. Uh, America Ferreira, who plays, like, the girl who is playing with Barbie in the real world, her, plays her mother, um, who also works at Mattel as, like, the plot twist, right? Um, and she's been drawing Barbie in all different forms with like crazy outfits. And that way that's why Barbie's acting crazy spoilers yeah, on spoilers over here. Um, she gives us a really amazing speech at the end of the movie where they're planning on how they're going to take Barbie land back yeah. from the Ken dolls. Ken, Ken goes back after the real world. He goes back without Barbie changes Barbie land into Ken land or whatever it's called. So like the guys are ruling Barbie land when Barbie gets back with her humans. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, so they decide to round up the girls one by one and basically repeat this huge monologue, which would turn any woman on. Like I was, oh yeah. Oh my God. I wanted to read it. Please. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So Gloria is the character's name. She says, it is literally impossible to be a woman. You are so beautiful and so smart and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough. Like we have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas you're supposed to love being a mother but you don't talk about your kids all the damn time you have to be a career woman but also be looking out for other people you have to answer for men's bad behavior which is insane but if you point that out you're accused of complaining you're supposed to stay pretty for men but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood but always stand out and always be grateful but never forget that the system is rigged so find a way to acknowledge that but also always be grateful 
It goes on even longer than that, but I feel like that was kind of like the yes, meat of that's it. The meat. That's yeah. the meat. And so this is when there are some Barbies around and they're just like, oh my gosh, you're right. I did win a Nobel Prize or I did win this award. Mm-hmm. And like I did they're, that on my They're own. going to like remembering of who yes. they are. Yes. And that happens in the real world too. There have been so many moments where I've had in my professional career or being around other women where I'm like, I need to remember who I am. Mm -hmm. Or you're brought back of like, but 10-year-old Megan wouldn't have done this. Like, I remember my voice. Where'd that sass go? Where did all of this, like, when was I muted? And you start thinking about like when that was. My first memory of being muted was not by a man. It was from another girl. And and you and I have talked about that before, and we've talked about that with some of our other girlfriends, um, where it's like a lot of our our relationships with other women, which America Ferreira actually points out on that, where Mm -hmm. it's like you can't threaten other women as well because then they join together and then they talk about you. Yeah, they become jealous. Or it's not just about the fight between men and women. Yeah, Um, it's also includes and touches on the relationships between women and other women. Like when she shows up to the school and greets the teenage girls and they are making fun of her. Yes. As as teenagers do, sure. But they're seeing this beautiful woman standing in front of them and instead of like complimenting her or helping her, they're giving her attitude and being they're rude. They're tearing her they're apart. They're tearing her apart. They're judging her. She walks her. away sobbing. Yes. They're judging how she looks. Mm-hmm. They're judging the positive perspective that she has, her story. Oh my God, don't even get me started. It's like when someone's speaking a truth and you're tearing them down and not believing them and telling them that they're full of shit. Mm-hmm. I can't. This movie is really just like pointing out all the, <gasps> all truly the issues that we have in this real world. And that's why Barbie in the film, she's so confused as to why the world is this way. Because she feels like Barbie, Mattel, Barbie Land is supposed to have solved all of these problems for for women and for the world. And when she, when she gets there, she realizes that it's not truly like that. Um, and it breaks her heart, obviously. It does. To watch all of this. It does. Um, I think what I took away from this movie was we have to work together or the system doesn't work at all. Yeah. And whenever there is um, imbalance between the masculine and feminine energy is whenever there's turmoil, when there's chaos, when there's riots, when there are wars, when there is upheaval, whatever you want to call it. And we have to be unified to get anything done. We have to be able to work with each other. Yeah. And the way to do that is to see and understand one another. Which means you have to listen to each other's opinions. You may not agree with those opinions, but you at least have to listen and be like, you know what? I respect your opinion. I may not understand it or agree, but I respect it. And then you come to a compromise. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, you're wrong. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I always feel like everyone should know that innately in yeah. them. Or they maybe they do and they choose to ignore it in moments and just go to extremes. Like mm-hmm. you're on one end of extreme or the other end of extreme. Yeah. Like, well, money and power have a lot to do with absolutely with all of that. But 
absolutely what you're like you're right every we need to meet in the middle somewhere mm-hmm. and that's really what the ending of this movie is showing you that there can be peace within coming together yeah um even with the women still being technically like in charge at the end of the movie like yeah. they're fine the women themselves are finding balance in barbie land yeah um and you even see like ken at the end of the movie finally like crying for the first time and like releasing emotion like he didn't know how to do that before yeah and so he was on like one end of the extreme of being like super super masculine and then realizing that he can and showing his emotions hold emotion in and showing and then, it yeah yes and then show it's like oh you just put words to how you were feeling mm-hmm. and how free that made him and how it trickled to other men who saw that happen they're like oh i can do that too Mm-hmm. So it's like, who's going to be the example for people who are listening? Who's going to be the, are you going to be the example to show people how to do like, that's, that's the life I've chosen. Yeah. I want to be the example and I want to show people that they can do it. Yeah. I feel like they really did a great job of showing the shadow side of both men and women. Yeah. Agreed. Or the feminine and masculine. Yeah. Um, it wasn't all just one sided. Um, I will say there, there was like one kind of, like group of scenes that bothered me when they were taking back the world, right? They're the women had come up with this great plan to take back the world. And they started doing things such as like, it was just, it rubbed me the wrong way in a way that like I resonated with it. Cause I know that women have to do this in the real world, say but it. say it <laughs> changing themselves in a way that the men won't un- know what's going on. They're like kind of manipulating the men without them even realizing it. It's, so like yeah. acting like like acting like men are less than they were, we're acting gonna, oh, they were inside they knew the men were less than but they were acting as if like they were falling over them and being let yeah. me let me help you with these to golf clubs what, and to, like to get what they wanted to, to get they were manipulating to get what they wanted to get their right. world back um and i resonate resonated with that in a way of like women actually sometimes have to do this in the real world to get our needs met or to move on up in a company or do whatever it is you have to do. And we're doing it with this, like, I, like, we're in control and we know what we're doing in a way that we have to do it to get what we need, even though it may not be right fully um, to take advantage of someone that way and think that, oh, they, they're just, they're just dumb little men. They won't notice. Uh That was like the air Uh of the, the scene, the theme there. Yeah, and that goes towards anyone that anyone would think like, oh, they're inferior to me, mm-hmm. so they're not going to see this. So I'm going to create this grand lie and manipulation in order to get what I want, mm-hmm. no matter what that's going to do to them, no matter if it's detrimental, like, oh, this is someone's life, but I don't care because my end goal is... Get power back. Right. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting because that's truly what the men were doing in the real world. Yes, in the beginning of the movie, right? He said it himself. We have our ways of hiding what we're doing. Yeah. Um, that man in the office. So like, it was just showing like, again, another side to that of like the women doing the same exact thing to get what they need. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, I was like, Ooh, that like hit me. Could have been a different way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I agree because it's not giving the best message to, mm-hmm problem solve yes or to resolve an issue mm-hmm. um it's just actually going back to the patriarchal games mm-hmm. that we have in our society yeah it's exactly it was just a display of that of showing how that works a lot of times yeah um 
and of course we were talked about they did come to a conclusion at the end and there was unity there but seeing that scene I was just like ooh, like that actually happens in the real world it does like women will absolutely use their flirtation mm-hmm. their bodies their minds um and each other like girls will form gaggles right <laughs> like there are gaggles of women i isn't that like a group of geese i was like is that a word <laughs> i don't i know what it word is. you were just using <laughs> my sat score was really high in uh, verbal i'm gonna look that up yeah. later um but no they were you know like women will also be like hey will you reach out to so-and-so or will you go on your Facebook and your Instagram and see if he was here or reach out to his friends and see, they always go behind. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that happens too. not to say that men don't do it. We all do it. We all do it. Yeah. We all have done it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, most of us only probably in our adolescence because we right. not yeah, do that I anymore. Th- what hit me there was like, that's more of like a, an immaturity thing. Yeah. Of maybe like your early twenties. Like I even thought of like, because I was just out the other night, like the image of like being at a bar and maybe you're talking to a man that you're not really that interested in, but he's going to buy you a drink. So you're like, let me stay in this conversation so I can get a bev- like a, a drink or something out of this. Something out of it. So that's like, that's where it came in. It's like, oh, that's a little bit manipulative if yeah. you would like really look at it. And we yeah, are like, well, in that sense, you are taking advantage. Yeah. That is something that women do, but also what do men do? Yeah. I'm going to buy her a drink so I can get laid. Yeah. And then never These, talk That's what I'm saying. Again. They're like survival tactics yeah. in a way, yeah. like in our society, in the real yeah. world. Yeah. So even though the Barbies did what they did and I don't agree, there's that behavior on both sides. Um, and it's just manipulation and lies and it's not authentic and it's, it doesn't show vulnerability. If anything, it shows walls mm-hmm. around what you're really seeking. It's like, oh, if you're just out looking like at a bar buying a woman a drink just to get laid like what are you really seeking you're seeking some kind of affection and and closeness but only for a limited time why probably because you can't be vulnerable or something has hurt you in a way that committal is not safe for you or i could break that down i'm gonna stop i know we can go on a huge tangent about this yeah um i'm gonna stop right there but yes like you know that's Anyway, I'm getting off the topic of Barbie. Um, Yeah, I think that it touches on a lot of societal norms, Mm -hmm. a lot of underlying messages that you can really break down on both sides. But like I was saying, it's like, I think the message to take away is unification, working together, communication, and like respect. Respect. Between... Any of the sexes, men and women, men and men, women and women, however you want to identify, like, however you identify yourself, your gender, your sexuality, like, we all need to understand each other that we're all humans. We're all these energetic beings that are connected and we all experience the same emotions, disappointment, successes, losses, love. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why aren't we helping each other? And, and like, we're breaking each other down instead. So it's like, where is that con- disconnect? When, when did we stop? There are so many videos out there of children being interviewed next to their, like, they're five or six. Mm-hmm. And they are seated next to a classmate. And they're asked, what makes you guys different from one another? There could be a kid who's wearing glasses with, with red hair next to, like, a boy next to a girl or different races next to each other, whatever. And they were like, oh, well, Johnny lives up the street from me and I live down the street. Yeah. 
Like that's the difference. Mm -hmm. So when does that change and why are we, where are we teaching them this? Yeah. And how can we, do you know what I I mean? That is such a beautiful age. And it's Mm -hmm. like, where does that change? And it goes back to like, when do we stop playing with Barbies? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what that is. When do we stop playing with Barbies? Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I know. It is. And there, I feel like Barbie got a bad rap for a while because yeah. it was not, Barbie wasn't inclusive. Barbie was, yeah. looked one way, dressed one way. Yeah. Um, had, you know, her figure was always she was like. sexualized. She was sexualized. She, her figure was always a topic of conversation. And obviously Mattel has like grown a lot since that time. Um, and I feel like Barbie the toy in general like fell off out of the spotlight for a very long time because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really feel like with this film, especially and seeing truly seeing like, I even stayed, you know, through some of the credits and watching the real Barbies that they showed on the screen and seeing like how they've grown and how inclusive they are and making Barbies in all shapes and sizes, making a pregnant Barbie, like making you know, the president of Barbie land, an African-American woman, Woman, you know? So like, I saw, I could see them really trying there, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So, even after when I left the theater, I was like, I think I'm going to go buy my niece a new Barbie. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the feeling I had when I left. It felt, it felt good. It felt um, like you get the warm and fuzzies about like your childhood and like all the messages in the movie are so beautiful. You're like, yes, this is how I want it to be. Yeah, that's how I want it to be too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like the, women that I know, I mean, there are some, there are stories where like girls go with their boyfriends and then they break up with their boyfriends. What? I have heard, I have heard that some of the men who have seen it aren't like huge fans. Mm -mm. And I really think it's because the reality of seeing the harshness of patriarchy in general Mm -hmm. and how women are treated, it doesn't, it's almost like, I feel like it probably rings too true for them Mm -hmm. that they're like, Ooh, that doesn't feel good to be called out like that. Yeah. And that's what Barbie movie was doing, calling them out. Yeah. I think that's the case. And also I think, you know, there's a stigma where it's like women are always complaining or women are, you know, it's like that's, there's a stigma out there for some men. Um, and those are usually men who don't respect women in any sense Mm -hmm. of the word. Yeah. Those are Um, the men who needed to watch it the most. Yeah. And they need it. And it probably did make them uncomfortable. And I'm glad that it did because that means, you know, it did what it was supposed to do. It made them think. Thinking mm-hmm. is very uncomfortable for people like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about sums up the Barbie movie. Yeah. Um, and there's even more to it. So we would, I mean, yeah. obviously, five could, out of five. Yeah. You know? Five-star rating, five-star review. <laughs> Go see it. Take your kids, buy I it. Would, I would definitely see it again. I'll probably see it again when it yeah. comes out, like, you know, on streaming. Um, but... Yeah, I think it was w- worth watching. I think it's worth taking your older children to teenagers and whatnot. Um, boys and girls. Yeah, boys. Yeah, for sure. Teach them all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, like, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to DM us after we shared this episode, let us know what your thoughts about the movie were, if you saw it, um, what other themes that you were noticing that maybe we didn't mention here today. Yeah, and as always... Let us know what, what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're here for you and we're here to bring down topics and to uh, widen all of our curiosities and education. So as always, we're so happy to hold this safe space with you guys. Um, and until next time, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Connection Podcast. Any resources mentioned in this episode will be listed in the show notes. If you like this episode, hit the plus sign button and leave us a review or share this episode with a friend. As always, if you have any questions or curiosities about topics discussed on this podcast, be sure to reach out to us. Meet us back here next week for a new episode on the Connection Podcast.